Peace be with you. These are Jesus' first words to his terrified disciples, hiding behind locked doors in the days following his crucifixion and resurrection. They certainly weren't at peace when he showed up. Jesus doesn't wait to show up until we are already at peace. He is our peace. Jesus speaks peace into the tense situation of his disciples, then and now. In today's gospel lesson from John 20, Jesus says it three times, peace be with you. Peace not because he finds us at peace, but because he is our peace. Jesus speaks peace into turmoil, into anxiety, into consternation, into violence, and even open warfare. Eleven months ago, on the fourth Sunday of Easter last May, Bishop Johanna Pohila of the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Diocese of Finland preached from this pulpit on John chapter 14, verse 27, in which Jesus tells his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Bishop Pohula told us that just two weeks before his wedding, he had a picnic with his fiancée on a beautiful spot on an island off the coast of Helsinki. There he met with an unfortunate accident, falling from a cliff onto the rocks below, breaking both of his legs. Augmenting the intense physical pain he was in came a flood of anxiety as he wondered, now how can we get married? I just broke my legs. How will I recover? In the ambulance, his fiancée, who is now his wife, was praying and singing hymns. And there, said Bishop Pohula, I was filled with joy and peace. I felt that I was unworthy of Christ's grace, goodness, and love toward me. Yes, sometimes the Lord lets us even feel his peace among trials. More often, we have to go through struggle, fear, and anxiety with his word. Every time he gives us his words of promise, every time he is there with you. This, said Bishop Pohula, is the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. This is the peace that the world does not know and does not want to know. This is not life free from trials, but his peace in the trials. Life not free from battles, but peace in the battles. This peace is Christ himself in his spirit-filled words." End quote. The Prince of Peace did not come to a world that was at peace. Far from it. He came to a troubled world, the world in which you and I live. To us, to whom peace seems like a rare and precious jewel, 
Jesus not only speaks peace, but stands among us as our peace. Here he shows his disciples his hands and his side. Here he makes a special trip for the doubting Thomases among us, of whom I count myself the perpetual vice president. Here he gives us his body and blood. Bishop Pohila and his co-defendant, Paivi Reisinen, are still on trial in Finland. Their battle isn't over. They're accused of hate speech for respectively publishing and writing a pamphlet in 2004 entitled Male and Female He Created Them, addressing topics of sexuality and marriage from a biblical perspective. The state prosecutor's appeal of the Helsinki District Court's unanimous rejection of her case against Mrs. Reisinen and Bishop Pohila is scheduled for August 22nd through 24th of this year. And so Bishop Pohila's question for us last year is current today. That is, peace? What peace? In a fallen world like ours, Christ is our peace. To his disciples hiding behind locked doors and doubting his resurrection, he comes and says, peace be with you. In the midst of uncertainty, persecution, and turmoil, Jesus brings us the peace of God that surpasses understanding. He tells us not to be afraid and offers us his wounded body to touch, to take and eat, to encourage us in our daily struggle for peace. He dispels our, our fears and assures the doubters among us of his presence. His peace is peace amid trials rather than in their absence. And we can take his encouragement to heart, knowing that Jesus himself was on trial before the Sanhedrin and before Pilate, and he walked the talk. Jesus knows what it is to suffer and is our peace in the midst of suffering. He is our peace with God and breaks down the walls of hostility between neighbors, gathering us from all corners of the earth, from different backgrounds and nations, around his gifts of word and sacrament. His is the peace that allows us to say with Peter and the disciples in Acts 5 verse 29, we must obey God rather than men and to act accordingly. The resurrection of Jesus from the dead, not as mere spirit, but as a real, material, flesh and blood human body, is Thomas's peace and ours assuring us of his resurrection and bringing us out of our cynical that-could-never-happen mindset. That's why I love Thomas. In his insistence on encountering Jesus physically, he represents many of us. And Jesus, appearing to Thomas on a second visit, reminds us that even in life and in death, he is our peace. Thanks be to God for his gift of peace in our anxious world. Jesus, our Savior, risen.
from the dead.